With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good, 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 good people. Good people. It is Thursday, March 17th, 2022. Jay, I tried to do a lot of good mornings and I messed it up. You're supposed to have me, you're supposed to have me right, baby. You supposed to have me right. I was gonna, it's, I was gonna help it, it, you out on the good mornings, but I had to burp, yeah, so I was nah, literally man, you, right in the you, middle of that. You do, but it's okay. Dirty, you're good, dog. man. You're good. Yeah, no, we go. no, no, no. Yeah, the, the people, the people don't realize the amount of production that goes into the show. It's, it's very meticulous. So yeah. your focus could be a little off, but you still look good. Don't worry about it. It's St. Patrick's Day. A lot of places in the U.S., man, got warm weather. We're supposed to see, I think, mm-hmm. 65 degrees today. Whew. Man, going to be no snow. It's going to be a nice day. I'm excited, man. But I have to ask you because, of course, naturally, I'm curious. Okay. People who don't know, you and I have never met. We only know certain things about each other. But do you celebrate St. Patrick's Day in your college days? Did you have a tradition? Mm. What was your St. Patrick's Day tradition like, or did you have one at all? I'm just curious. Mm. Mm. No. No, don't don't celebrate. I I don't. It's not that I don't celebrate it. I honestly don't know what it is. Like I, I know St. Patrick's Day, but what what is the significance? I I honestly don't know. What what is it? I'm not even. I don't think that anyone knows the significance of what St. Patrick's Day is. Just what are you supposed to do on St. Patrick's Day? Supposed to go out, have a good time, drink a little bit, maybe choose to smoke a little bit. Mm. It's all green, baby. Do anything green you want to do. Spend money, drink, smoke, whatever you want to do, man. Have fun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll smoke later. Yeah, I I, I participate. I celebrate that greenery. But as far as the the actual seventeenth date of March, I, I. Nah, man. Nah, I don't. But I think it's cool. Like, I like to see everybody rocking green. And, you know, if somebody pinches me because I don't have on green, I'll slap the shit out of them. Right. And don't touch me. Don't pinch me. We don't play those games. Um, But no, it's a it's a cool holiday, man. I guess like I I love seeing all the green, man. Green's a dope color. Um, But as far as me personally, I don't I don't really I don't really I don't know what it is. I don't I don't I don't know what it is, Jay. We don't we, we didn't do that. Growing up in inner city Las Vegas, we didn't, we didn't, we did not participate. <laughs> That's okay. That. It's okay. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah. always time to build mm. new traditions into your life. So maybe this year right. you start with just a little sum sum, and slowly you build okay. greater and greater. But All I right. do want to quickly touch on your new photo that you got in the back. You haven't showed it to the people yet. Oh, see that. See, people don't understand. Them boys, they were wilding. They were wilding this morning. 
And so Ray, we'll see what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing in the background. But well, since I'm I here, to, since I, I have the full to, screen, I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, there, I put on a green, I put on a okay, green. Okay, there you I go. You got green. the green. Is that cool? All right, that, there we go. That's there we go. sure. You're, no, no one has to pinch you now, which means you don't have to slap the shit out of anybody, which is good. <laughs> All right, man. Um, it's been a wild week, Jay. It's been a wild week. Yeah. NFL free agency. Um, we're still waiting on the big names that we've been talking about. Monday, we, we keep talking about these, you know, Juju, A-Rob, Deshaun Watson, big lead. And to this point, nothing has happened with any of those guys. Apparently, the market for Juju Smith-Schuster is dry, bare, not robust. Uh, don't know really what's going on with A-Rob. I haven't seen anything one way or the other with Allen Robinson. And I read something last night that Deshaun Watson is struggling with his decision. He's torn between four teams, all four teams, the Falcons, uh, the Saints. There were a couple, it's two other teams. I forgot the other teams. I don't think the Browns are in it anymore. Um, but he's torn between those teams and no decision is imminent. So it could break while we're on the show. It could be two days. It could be a week. I don't know what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Um, but the, you know, some of the bigger names that we were looking for, no decisions have been made and free agency starting to dry up a little bit. Are you a little bit shocked that Watson has not found a home yet? Or did you kind of expect this to kind of take some time? I'm not a little surprised. Yeah. Like I was talking to my buddy yesterday and he was saying that maybe there should, could be a decision today. And I'm like, what has he really been doing? Like he's been sitting on the sidelines, watching these things play out, watching these teams. If he knew he wanted to be on the move, why wasn't he more prepared for this? Because ultimately, this hamstrings whatever team he goes to in free agency as well, right? If no one, if he doesn't know where he's going, that team can't prepare to have him on the roster or, you know, suspension, whatever may be coming for him. So I think it, it hurts everybody, right? He could have made the decision a long time ago. He could have had these interviews a long time ago. This could have been in place. So it's, it's puzzling to me. You know, I think you look at Brady. Brady came back before free agency opened up. Again, the timing was pretty late, but he, yeah. he came in in time to where the Bucs can make decisions. Whatever Watson's doing for his team, they're not going to be able to do that, and these players are going to struggle because of it. You can't just decide in you know in two weeks, oh, yeah, I want to come do this, whatever. They're praying for the draft. They're praying for other, other things. It, I think it's bad timing for Watson to not have a decision done pretty quickly. So what I heard, and you know, everybody's hearing different things, but it, it kind of makes sense, right? Like if you – if you knew a friend, if you had a colleague that worked for a different organization and you were applying for a job at said organization, most people would ask, hey, man, what's it like working there? What's what's the culture like? How did you enjoy it? I saw somebody tweet out two days ago. I guarantee you Deshaun Watson talked to Cam Newton about Matt Rule and it wasn't a favorable response. And it's not even being fun, like being serious. I'm like, I, I read that and I was like. Yeah, I bet you he did. I bet you Deshaun yeah. Watson hit up Cam and was like, yo, what's the culture like in Carolina? How's it like with Matt Rule? What's that situation like? Um, these cats talk, man. Like, oh, it's it's a, it's a fraternity, right? Like this, right? Fraternity. NFL is a fraternity. NBA is a fraternity of a very limited amount of people. And you better believe they fucking talk to one another, right? Like, what's what's that situation like? What am I walking into? You know, we all were sitting back thinking Carolina was going to be the spot. Like, oh, McCaffrey, DJ Moore makes a ton of sense. But these guys talk again. And uh, from everything that I'm reading, like, it doesn't look like Carolina is going to be 
in that final two. Now, I say that, and five seconds later, it could be like Deshaun Watson traded to the Panthers. They've got a lot of stuff that they can give up in order to acquire him, but Deshaun Watson holds the power here because of his no-trade clause, so he's got to sign off on wherever he goes, which is smart for him. Um, and it's seeming like the Atlanta Falcons, um, you know, the New Orleans Saints, Cleveland was in it for a little bit. But then there's a, a fallout from that because Chris Mortensen reported, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, either way, whether they land Watson or not, they're going to go in a different direction than Baker Mayfield and they want an adult under center. I don't know if that was like a joke or if that was for real, for real. But what do you make of that situation? And we had a long debate yesterday, Jay. Would you have more confidence or who's got more dynasty value right now? Baker Mayfield or Davis Mills? And we yeah. had a long, we, we talked for like 30 minutes on this topic um, in the Discord. What are your thoughts about Deshaun Watson, where he ultimately ends up, you know, him conversing with Newton, with other NFL players, and then sort of subsequently uh, the Cleveland situation with Baker Mayfield and what's going on there? Because it just seems like this would be the most Browns thing ever to be shitty for all those years, have a pick, draft a quarterback that looks like he was going to be okay, then he turns out to be shitty, only to piss off the shitty quarterback, ship him away for Jimmy Garoppolo, and then end up back in the dump with another shitty quarterback. It just seems like the Cleveland thing to do here. But what are your thoughts on this whole quarterback carousel situation? So first with Watson, um, the two the reason why I think you're right that Carolina's not a good fit is Matt Rule, one. I, I think he already was on the chopping block. It's just he has such a large contract, they couldn't get rid of him. Then you look at the Saints, I think they probably have the best culture of all the teams, especially the most winning culture, consistency, all these things. While Sean Payton isn't there, a lot of the coaching staff has been retained. Mickey Loomis is still there. There's still lots of pieces in place if Watson did want to go to the Saints. And then you have Atlanta, right? Atlanta is where he's from. Georgia, where he was raised, has a relationship with Arthur Blank, all these things. So I think those are probably your two front runners. And then going into Baker, I'm curious, you know, what ultimately happens with him. There's rumors he may go to the Colts. I believe there was a report from someone, I wish I knew the source, saying that Jim Irsay's plane was headed to Indianapolis today. And it's like it was chartered to go to Indianapolis. So maybe they're sending Baker Mayfield to Indy. Who knows what ends up happening with that. But to say he's not an adult, to say they want an adult, yeah, man. that is wild. a that's not a shot to you a pull. That is a shot to your manhood. That is a shot to your pride. That is pretty much as a direct shot as you could get. Say what you want about my play on the field. Say what you say. Say what yeah. you want to say about me, the person in some respects. But that is pretty bad. And so it's I'm curious damning, how man. Baker will respond to this, right? Because while I think that he wasn't the best quarterback ever. I think there's still reasons why he was the number one pick. I still think there's reasons where he could become a solid starter in the NFL. And so I'm hoping that this motivates him to become a better player, to become a better leader. Because while he kind of shows it in the streets, he shows that maturity with his message on social media. He looked more mature when he's doing these things. Um, we don't know what he's like behind the scenes, right? And it sounds like there's a little bit of animosity from some of the former players, whether it's OBJ, Jarvis Landry. We saw um, who's the running back, Duke. Duke Johnson, Duke right? Johnson. When he said either get on the train or get off, and Duke Johnson posts a picture of the train wreck. It's <laughs> Cleveland is is bad, and it's crazy because you and I were talking about how they have no choice but to resign him because they he's all they've ever had for like the past fifteen years, and still they're not going to retain him. So I'm curious what ends up happening. I think I could see a Jimmy G in Cleveland or in Indianapolis, but we were talking about Davis Mills, right? And and Baker Mayfield. Mainly because 
we don't know what Davis Mills could be, but we know they're committed to him. But if we don't know where Baker's going to be, how can we rely on him as a starter in fantasy? And my point was really just, I think there's more value insulation with Baker as a first overall pick. But other people in the chat, and I think you were kind of on that side, Davis Mills being the starter in Houston has more guaranteed playing time than Baker does at this current moment because we don't know where he's going to play. So I'm just a couple of things, right? So I'm just looking back at that 2018 draft class. Baker, number one to the Browns. Sam Darnold, number three to the Jets. Josh Allen, number seven to the Bills. Josh Rosen, number 10 to the Cards. Lamar, 32 to the Ravens. Um, you know, it takes some time to uh, it takes some time to to figure out if players are bust or hits. And I, I think looking back on this, we redo this draft now. There's no doubt Lamar and Josh Allen are the top two quarterbacks off of the board. And then I, I, my question would be, would Baker even be a first-round pick? And a lot of people in the chat are, you know, well, not a lot of people, Matt Bruning, uh, for, uh, the main one, saying Baker Mayfield is a lot better than people give him credit for. That may be true. And I don't believe he's as bad as he showed on the field last year. But it's pretty damning when all of your colleagues in your job like I have not seen many or if any NFL players come out and support him. You know, think about yeah. that for a minute. Like, I'm not trying to get all draft day on us here, but I'm talking about even last year. And I remember watching an episode of I Am Athlete with Brandon Marshall. They had Hugh Jackson on, and Brandon Marshall was like, never met Baker, uh, never had a conversation with him, but things that I've heard about him, I wouldn't want to play with him. And that's a Hall of Fame caliber wide receiver. You see Bart Scott, Steve Smith, th- former teammates. Like, like think about that for a second. You you don't see – I have not seen any player that he's played with, and maybe I've missed it, so if I have, then, you know, correct me. But you haven't seen a lot of support from, from teammates and colleagues of Baker Mayfield, and it just leads me to question – Why is that? He was always kind of an arrogant guy. And I think in order to understand partly why he is the way he is, you got to understand and remember where he came from. He was a walk-on quarterback at Texas Tech, right? He had to earn his keep at Texas Tech. He wasn't a guy that came out of high school and had a ton of scholarship offers. He wasn't a highly touted recruit. He was a walk-on. So he had to get it out the mud, right? He had to to claw his way to, to get some notoriety at Texas Tech. Then he transfers to Oklahoma and, you know, he's got a highly touted kid behind him in Kyler Murray, you know, all Texas, all world, one of the greatest high school quarterbacks in, in high school football history. And he got it right. He won the Heisman Trophy, developed into a number one overall pick. So part of that chip always remains on your shoulder. Like, yo, I'm the guy that nobody wanted coming out of high school. I wasn't I wasn't some highly. So part of me gets it right. Part of me gets sort of the edge and the fire. But nobody is coming out saying he's a he's somebody I want to play with. He's a great teammate. It just makes me think, man. I, I just, you know, as you dive into it, it's like, well, maybe he is. But, you know, if nobody really nobody really vibes with him, if none of his, his counterparts are like, yo, that's my guy. I want to play with him. Um, it's just a pretty damning and telling indictment on um, on him and, and his, maybe not so much his talent, but how he carries himself as a leader. Um, a lot of people have said negative things about him. I do think that um, he will have a chance to resurface somewhere, right? Indianapolis would be best case scenario. If he somehow lands up with the Colts, I think that would be 
best case scenario for him to rehabilitate his career. I'm seeing Seattle. That's not a good situation. Russell Wilson was sacked how many times in Seattle? And he's one of the more mobile quarterbacks, one of the smartest quarterbacks in the NFL. Baker goes to Seattle. It's downhill. Like it is, that is the end, the beginning of the end of his career as a starting quarterback in Seattle. He better cross his fingers, his toes, his eyes, everything that Indianapolis is where he ends up because I think that would be the best chance for success. He doesn't have to do a lot. It's almost like an identical situation. You've got a strong running game. Uh, at least he'd have a Michael Pittman to throw the ball to. Maybe they draft another wide receiver. Um, but as far as Davis Mills versus Baker Mayfield, if you're talking dynasty right now, I'd argue they're in the same damn tier. It's the same situation. And I think the pathway to playing is clear for Davis Mills. Like, we know Davis Mills is going to be the starting quarterback of the Houston Texans in 2022. Beyond that, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, he was drafted at the top of the third round. He was the third pick in the third round last year. Down the stretch, he played like the best rookie quarterback in the class. And I'm not, I get it. Trey Lance wasn't on the field. Wilson was hurt. You know, Mac Jones started the entire season. But down the stretch, Davis Mills showed, he showed a lot of, potential, a lot of promise, right? A lot of maybe shit could happen with Davis Mills. And I think his value insulation for 2022 is a lot stronger than Baker. We have no clue what's going to go on with Baker. What if they trade his ass somewhere where there is a quarterback and he loses the battle and he's a bat? I mean, if you're asking me right now, which quarterback is more valuable in dynasty? I think the answer is Davis Mills. And that has nothing to do with the pedigree or what they could become. But we're talking about right now today, the quarterback that I have the most confidence taking snaps under center and throwing the fucking ball for their team, it's Davis Mills, man. Yeah, and we got a super chat from Andrew in the comments there. I don't know if you want to pull that up, but he's asking, would you trade Baker and Sutton for Deontay Johnson? He's saying, yes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Trey Lance, Mitch Trubisky, and Drew Locke at quarterback, Diggs, Keenan Allen, and DJ Moore at wide receiver. So that, again, was Baker Mayfield and Corlin Sutton for Deontay Johnson. Where are you at with that trade right now? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I would too. Top, you're getting a top I think you're getting upgraded. receiver. Yeah. I mean, Sutton is dope. I like Cortland Sutton. I think he's a good player. I think he's a better real-life wide receiver than he's been a fantasy asset for us. And again, the Baker situation, right? I think with the quarterback, maybe you could maybe you could squeeze a little bit. I'm not the big squeeze-in-the-trade guy, but maybe you can ask for a third-rounder back uh, with Deontay Johnson. Just, just a little bit. You know, flipping receivers, Deontay's the best player in the package, so I always lean that side of the deal. Maybe you can ask for a third rounder, but this is something I'd, I'd try to do, Andrew. Yeah, no doubt. We had another super chat, too, from my man, Ty. What's going on? That's right. Like and subscribe. Hey, I, the intro was The intro was so god-awful for me this morning. I couldn't even say the goods, right? So I didn't even – I did. first of all, I didn't say good morning to any of the people in the chat. Um, I messed up the good mornings. It was just the, the roughest intro of the week. And that's what I get. So I apologize. Good morning to everybody in the chat. A ton of people here. Y'all know I got nothing but love for you, man. But GQ, man, I mess up sometimes too. Not as much as Jay Rich, but sometimes I do get it wrong. So I just want to say good morning to you all. But what are your thoughts, man? Like, honestly, Davis Mills versus Baker Mayfield in Dynasty. That was a that was a real question right now, man. Yeah, I still think I'm leaning the Baker side. I think that Baker can I don't want to say I want to say resurrect his career. That's where my the first word that came into my mind, but that's obviously not the case. He's not dead. Yeah, he still has shit. lots of value. He still has potential. Um, I still want to lean on that number one pick. We talk all the time about how some of these quarterbacks who are very high draft picks, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, 
Sam Darnold keep getting chances in the NFL because like you talked about at the Senior Bowl, a lot of these coaches say, I need to get him in my system and I can make it work, right? It's it's the confidence, not just in the player, but more so in their beliefs to get the most out of that said player. And I think that's the case with a lot of these first round quarterbacks. And we can't necessarily say that about Davis Mills. And I do think that they're going to bolster the defense and, you know, maybe the offensive line and stuff for the hopes of getting a quarterback down the line, whether that's next year, we don't know, but I don't think necessarily that Davis Mills will be the answer. And there is a chance Baker could be the answer for a franchise for another four or five years if he finds the right home now. Man, a lot of Baker Mayfield talk. A lot of Baker talk. We'll see. It's going to be interesting um, where he ends up. Appreciate you, Jeff. Appreciate payday for Jay Rich. Get a cup Appreciate of coffee, it, Jeff. baby. Thank you, Jeff. Man, you have a blessed weekend, man. What's what kind of what kind of what fan is Jeff? Let me see. What what is what what team is that on his head? Is that the Bills? Is that Buffalo? Hopefully, it's the Buffalo that's Bills. A good, that's actually a really good segue because I'm very disappointed that the Buffalo Bills were not able to lock up one JD McKissick. And he pulled an about face. Now McKissick's back and damn what? Like, Antonio Gibson, my enthusiasm, my excitement for Antonio yep. Gibson. I just felt like I got kicked in the balls because J.D. McKissick is back and he's going to be on the field on third downs. I mean, what does this do for Antonio Gibson, man? This is this is not good. I don't like it at all. Like, I hate it. I hate it for yeah. Antonio Gibson. And I don't think J.D. McKissick is some superior talent, right? But... I mean, what, what the hell, man? What, what do, what do, what does this mean? Year three, Antonio Gibson fumbled the ball a lot already. Really wasn't on the field in receiving down situations. I mean, his ceiling. What now? He's RB two, right? Like you're hoping for low end RB one, high end RB two. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think we're gonna see more of the same, right? I, I think in the streets we're gonna start calling this the uh, anti Randy Gregory uh, when you decide to sign with another rival team and then decide to go back to your home team. But I, I think we'll just see more of the same. You know, I like Antonio Gibson a lot, but ultimately, who really knows what's going to happen? I hope that they can involve Antonio Gibson in the passing game, but we haven't seen it a ton. I believe he still had 50 targets this year, though. So that's that's not yeah. bad, right? We want him yeah. to see 70, 80, 90, you know, Christian McCaffrey like we were, I guess, hyped to be in year two. But we'll see what happens. And, and I'm still think, I still think that he's good. But I still think that there is not going to be a ton of upside this year, right? If JD was gone, there was path to more receiving down work. Now that's not really there. So we'll see. I like JD, though. He's a good player, good real life player, not so great. Hold for on, hold on. Okay. I, there's two funny, funny oh, comments no. back to forth. So oh, shout no. out to James, Ray's room. Yeah. Patreon.com forward slash all gas. It's, it's dope, man. So inside the Discord, it's like Clubhouse for Discord. Um, so we'll do it tonight. Tonight's Thursday. We get on there. Like the same kind of conversation we're having now, um, you know, I'm talking and then we bring audience members up. We converse back and forth. Um, it, it's really cool, man. So dope community, 750 Dynasty Degenerate Strong. I promise y'all, like uh, even Jay, and uh, this is not, this is a shameless plug, but it's real talk. You even think that I should be charging more for the Patreon than I am. Like for what would they get yeah, for $7 a month, for $10 yeah. a month, all the shit that they get. For Dynasty, for Devi, for uh, all of that, you're like Ray. You need to charge more, and I keep I keep my prices low. I'm like Frank Lucas, man. You know when he was selling cocaine in American Gangster, he sold his prices low, right? The quality is good, prices are low, the customers come. So James, I'm not selling. Am I going to get demonetized by YouTube for talking about? Hopefully not. Cocaine? That's yeah. You okay. shouldn't be talking about that. You shouldn't. Okay. Be. But yes, you're right. I keep upgrading okay. the Discord. 
I keep upgrading things in the Discord. We keep adding new features. Yeah. We just added the news feature. So if you're all American or higher, you get the news yeah. from Ian Rappaport and Shefty for free. It just pops into the feed now for all those premium members. We keep paying. We keep adding. Prices, they stay low. They stay because low. Because at the end of the day, you're a man of the people. I'm just a capitalist. I'm, a man of, I'm like the modern day Frank Lucas, man. I keep my prices low, bring the customers back, keep them coming. We'll talk about old GQ's former life one day, um, one day in the Discord. So Joe said, our girl Joe said, Gibby is fine. Next question, next comment, next subject, please. She doesn't want to talk about J.D. McKissick in Washington. Um, yeah, so I don't know, man. It's just not ideal, right? I just don't like it. I just would rather have gone somewhere else. Chris Godwin got a big deal. Good for Chris Godwin. Good for Chris Godwin. Three years, 60 mil, 40 guarantee for Chris Godwin. Locks him up in Tampa Bay. They must feel good about his ACL recovery pros progress. So good for good for Chris Godwin. And Tom Brady gets another damn weapon back right in time for the playoffs. And, you know, they'll be back in the Super Bowl probably. A uh, good chance for them to at least be in the NFC title game and push for a Super Bowl. Uh, Chandler Jones went to Las Vegas. Yannick Ndokwe uh, went to Indianapolis. Miles Jack to Pittsburgh. Z Smith back to Baltimore, man. Good for Baltimore getting Z Smith back. OJ Howard in Buffalo. People talking about RIP Dawson Knox. Stop it. They gave this man literally special teams money. They, they gave him pennies. Dawson Knox is just fine. And if anybody's out there panicked on Dawson Knox because OJ Howard went there, go trade for him. Uh, I saw somebody call Tyler Conklin, Tyler Gronklin uh, to the Jets. So CJ Uzama and Tyler Conklin to the Jets. Raheem Mostert follows his old coach, Mike McDaniel, with no S, to Miami. And there's your Miami backfield. No Brees Hall, no Isaiah Spiller, no Kenneth Walker will be in Miami. Their running back room is pretty much solidified with Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds, and I believe Miles Gaskin, and Patrick Laird is still on the roster. Um, who was cut? Julio Jones got chopped. And uh, who was Austin? Austin Hooper did get cut. Austin Hooper did get cut. Any of these trades move the needle for you in any direction? I mean... Oh, Von Miller, um, Buffalo, no. got a bag. And how yeah, did Von you, Miller get? How, how did, how did Von just Miller completely get, missed Von Miller. How did Von Miller get? I don't know. One twenty five. This is his second. Okay, what's wild is I believe he's thirty two or thirty three. This is his second contract. That's hundred and twenty million dollars because he also got hundred twenty million dollars from Denver in twenty sixteen. Now again, this won't be a full hundred twenty million. It'll probably be. I think it's fifty or no, it's I believe it's seventy two guaranteed. It's like a massive, massive deal. But this guy's going to have to play in Buffalo till he's like 36. Josh Allen goes on the books, I believe, after next season. Not this season. And I think it's after next season. So he's still got a couple of years of affordability there in Buffalo. They need that pass rusher. But I don't really know if this moves the needle a ton, right? Like, Von Miller was good for the Rams, but they also had Donald. They also had Leonard Floyd. They also yeah, had Jalen yeah. Ramsey. They had all these pieces. So we'll see. I, I think that this moves the needle for them a little bit. Uh, I'm sure Mac Jones is going to be in trouble now he was yeah. already seeing a lot of pressure from buffalo and so we'll man. see what happens but new england i'm happy for together, chris goblin man. though to get that new to get that extension um and it cut his cap hit was the big reason why they extended him cut his cap new from england better get it together quick i mean the, these afc oh, yeah. afc afc east teams are, are are getting it together new england better better protect mac jones man it's gonna get ugly appreciate you shane appreciate your support patron uh, appreciate the super chat. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you, my man. Uh, appreciate you for showing love. All right, let's talk some rookies, man. I feel like we have not talked about any of the rookies 
for a while. Like it's this week, everything that we told y'all what we were going to do, we lied to you. We didn't do any mock draft reviews. We didn't do any mock drafts. We didn't do it. We just completely bait and switch the entire week because of NFL free agency. But I feel like it was worth it, man. We had to talk about the old veterans, man. You know, give the rookies a little bit of time to cool off. But we have been conducting a bunch of mock drafts in the Discord. JB runs that shit literally daily. We are running multiple mocks, super flex and single quarterback. So let's just take a look, Jay. Um, I don't know why I took you off the screen. Let's take a look at some ADP and let's see where these cats are going right now. Uh, maybe. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Where am I at? Where am I at? Hold on. Let me close down all these tabs. I don't want y'all to see what I'll be looking at in here. Uh, let me close all these tabs down. All right. There we go. All right. No, don't need to do that. All right. Can you hear me, Jay? Am I still here? You know, sometimes it kind of yeah, gets a little funky. All right. Let's zoom in for the for the heart of uh, seeing, hearing. Uh, uh, all right. So this is Superflex ADP. We did this week. When did the week start? On the, what is this, last week? Last week? Early this week. Yeah, this is right after the week. combine, right? So this right is post combine until basically two days ago, I believe was the last. So what mock are we looking around. at? It looks like I think we're all in agreement, Jay, at this point. Um, the one on one in rookie drafts, right, is Brees Hall, correct? Like that's that's your one on one. Period. Hundred percent. And or single quarterback, Brees Hall should be coming off the board. Um, number one, I'm working on some. So I kind of want to show. Okay, I kind of want to show them. Should I show can we them get through things? the ADP? Okay, let's right. let's get through the ADP and then then you can show them what you're working on. But okay. yes, to your point, Brees right, Hall went right. number one in every single superflex draft we did all from the seventh all the way through to the fifteenth. Every single one. So he's definitely all the consensus one hundred and one. Yeah. Um, I don't think it really matters who you ask. He should be the one hundred and one. And then we'll kind of see from there because you see Malik Willis is consensus number two, but mm -hmm. he went anywhere from second to fourth in these drafts. Most he went two, a few he went three, and only one of them he went fourth. So. We'll see from there. But Traylon Burks, man, he's still way yeah, this, up there. This one is, What's up with that? Yeah, I don't think this should be. Uh, listen, I, I love Traylon. Big fan of Traylon. Been talking about him. He he shouldn't be going number th three overall in super flex drafts. I I, I would not be doing this. Um, with, with the depth of the wide receiver class, I mean, what's so beautiful about 2022 for everybody out there that talked about faded and it, it was not good? Look at the wide receivers down here. Wide receiver 10. I know I'm skipping, right? But Sky Moore down here at wide receiver 10. I mean, even Justin Ross down here at 11. You go down a little bit lower. You get Jalen Tolbert coming off the board at wide receiver 15. Antoine Pierce nope. at wide receiver 16. I mean, there are so many good wide receivers um, in this class that I would not be doing this, man. Like, I just – I think this is a mistake. I don't think you should be – and I love Traylon. I'm not, I'm not out here bashing on Traylon. But I, I don't think I'd be taking him over K-9 at this point. I don't think I would take him over Kenneth Walker at this point in time. There, there's no sure thing at any position in a, in a draft. No sure thing, right? We, we, we see this every year. Um, Traylon's not for sure. Like, I don't think he's Jamar Chase level of – I truly believe – and I talked about it last year. I didn't care where Devonta Smith, where Jamar Chase – Jalen Waddle, I thought those guys were going to be good no matter where they went. I was like, I just don't see a way in which those three wide receivers failed. And I, like, I was on record saying that. I was like, I don't, I don't think there's any chance any of those three wide receivers are bad. I think there's a chance that there's a chance that Traylon could not be what we think he could be. Right? I love him. Yeah. He's my wide receiver too, based on the film. 
but I don't have as much confidence in him as I do Jamar, Devontae, and Jalen. And it's because of how they were used in college. That's it. Like, just how they were utilized. So I wouldn't be taking Traylon at three in, in Superflex, right? Did you see yeah. his press conference um, after his pro day where he was asked no. about the 40? No. So after no. so at, at, after the pro day, he had a little interview with the media, and people were asking about his 40 because he didn't rerun, right? He ran a 4 five, five, people who aren't aware. And his response to the question was, okay, how about you watch my tape and you ask me, did anybody ever catch yeah, me? I did see that. Or, did, did they ever that. catch me, right? I was just like, yeah. whew. You know, that's a, that's a spicy answer because it's true. You watch the tape with Traylon, no one caught him ever, ever. Yeah. So yeah, no, we'll see what happens with him, but you're right. He's not a sure thing, but that's his speed I don't think is a question as much as people are kind of making it a thing because of the 40 time. All right, so we got uh, Matt Corral coming off. Well, Kenneth Walker at 1-4, Matt Corral coming off the board at 1-5. Then we get the two wide receivers, Garrett Wilson, Drake London at 6-7. and seven. Isaiah Spiller down here at RB8. Uh, he's the one that's kind of, you see the arrow down, he's fallen. He was going as high as six. You know, he's still right there in the middle of the pack, right? Mid-first rounder. I think he's going to, did you see some of the videos from him and Footwork King and what they've been oh. doing? He looks oh. good, man. Oh, boy. He, uh, just it looks good. We'll see how, we'll see how he's got his pro date next week. So I think we'll see okay. his ADP climb a little bit. And here's the thing, based on historical hit rate data, Jay, and I got to do this. I got to I got to do this, all right? So I'm going to I'm going to go back because I think the people need to see this, Jay. I think the people need to see this. Let me let me pull it up. You just talk about something right. and filibuster for 2 seconds while I pull this up. Uh Okay, so I will keep important. going through the ADP, right? Okay. Cuz we got Kenny Pickett at 9 overall. And so he's been slipping a little bit too, but he's been pretty consistent. And then you got Jamison Williams at wide receiver 4, 10 overall, Sam Howell 11, George Pickens at 12. So kind of playing out the same way we expected. Sam Howell is he's up and down depending on where you feel about Sam Howell. He could be late first, he could be early second. We'll kind of see, but your first round right now in terms of ADP Brees Hall, Malik Willis, Traylon Burks, Kenneth Walker, Matt Corral, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Isaiah Spiller, Kenny Pickett, Jamison Williams, Sam Howell, and George Pickens. With Chris Olave at uh, 13 overall, okay. I'm like, I, I'm right, pushing I'm, I'm, I'm the good. first round. All right, I'm good. I'm good. All right, so this is why, this is why I'm not worried about any running back as long as they get day two draft capital, right? So we're looking at our database. Jordan Backus, this is some stuff that I'm doing with my film grade, so we'll save that. But here's the RB hit rates that finish top six in fantasy football. If you're drafted in round one, you have a 43.6% chance of being a top six running back in fantasy football. You got 39 of those running backs total. And I think this goes back to 2010, I believe. Maybe it's 2005. I don't know how far back it goes. I probably should have looked at that before I pulled this up. But there's your there's your percentage, right? That's pretty good. Like a little under 50% hit rate if you're first round running back. Second round, 21, third round, 17. After round three, look at the percentage of finishing top six in fantasy if you're four through seven round pick, right? It's just, I mean, collectively, it doesn't even equal your third round draft capital. And if you go a little bit lower, top 12 seasons at the fantasy football, you know, in fantasy, first round pick. 60, damn near 60% hit rate. If you're first round pick, you're 60%. You're going to finish top 12. Look at rounds two and three, 28 and 23%, right? 24, 28%. Good shot of being a top 12 running back. After round three, significantly lower. And then if you're just going bare minimum, kind of baseline spot, right? 
It, top 24 season. So just to finish as an RB2, as an RB2, 81% shot if you're a first-round pick, almost a 60% chance if you're a second-round pick, and almost a 50% chance if you're a third-round pick just to be an RB2. So at floor, right, low-end RB2, the lowest of ends of an RB2, as long as you're drafted, right, round three or higher, you're good. So for me, that is why I'm a lot less panicked on one Isaiah Spiller than maybe other people are. As long as he's a third round pick or higher, then he's going to have a really is chances of being at minimum an RB2, low end RB2. You've got a 40% chance of, of him getting there. Uh, so that's data. That ain't got shit to do with film. That ain't got <laughs> nothing to do with what I thought. That's like real numbers, right? Real data. What's up, Jay? Yeah. And for people listening at home, uh, our boy Jordan Backus, who actually runs this database on the back end, was in the chat, and he said that doesn't go back to 2004. So for Ray, mm. who said there 2010, it is 2004. Thank you, JB, for that. Um, but this is another reason why we talk about this with hit rates, and it's the same with wide receivers. If you are in the top hundred or so, but people usually use the top three rounds as the hit rate as the hit rate data. That's when it really drops off. When you get outside the top 100 into the fourth round, that's when hit rates start to really decline. And one of the reasons why people really faded Amara St. Brown, because he didn't get that yeah. that day two draft capital. He was day three. Again, it's by a few picks and it sounds marginal, but that's just the way the data shakes out. And that's one of the reasons why you want running backs to be in the top two days of the draft. And like you said, the hit rate data supports all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, 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 I'm seeing some people talk about Rashad White. Um, just based on some people that I know in the in the industry, listening to some other folks who seem to be in the know, uh, the fantasy community, us, a lot higher on Rashad White than the NFL. So we'll see. That's unfortunate. But if White is drafted on day three, that's pretty much that knocks him down. And there's some things that we're doing with the film grade and the hit rate table. I think it's going to be really, 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 really cool um, once we get it all ironed out. And I can't wait to show y'all. All right, let's go. Zamir White, man, this is one for me, Jay. Like, just kind of looking through the the data. Zamir White here at RB5, coming off of the board, you know, mid-second rounder. I guarantee you, after the NFL draft, you might as well flip him and Rashad White. Like, I think it's going to happen. I think Zamir White, Brian Robinson, James Cook, Isaiah Spiller, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall— those are probably going to be your one through round one through round three running backs. And I'll say it again. Brees, Walker, Spiller, White, Robinson, Cook. I think those are going to be the those are going to be was that six running backs that are five running backs. How many was that? Five or six? I don't know. Those <laughs> are going to be the ones that are drafted between rounds one and three. Um, Algier, nope. Damian Pierce, nope. Ford, nope. Ty Chandler, nope. Don't think Rashad White's going to get the draft capital based on what I'm hearing. Spiller, yes. Walker, yes. Hall, yes. So if that's the case, uh, you might as well go ahead and say what you want about Robinson and what you feel about him. He's gonna If he's drafted with that type of draft capital, he's going to get every opportunity to get on the field. Could he be this year's version of Trey Sermon, potentially? Um, I don't think B-Rob is bad, man. I'm not the biggest fan of him, but... He could grind. He could bang. He could he could hit between the tackles. He's good on the goal line, and he caught 30-plus passes. So if a team drafts him with that type of draft capital, they're going to give him an opportunity to play. And um, I think he'll be all right. Like, I don't 
I think top 24 is right where he could be, right? If he's a starter, he's going to be a low-end RB2, which for a couple of years, which is fine, right? Um, looking through this ADP, this is the one I think we are, we are going to be – if you do a rookie draft before the NFL draft and you take Sam Howell, you better put – you know that meme where the, like the Pope is going like this – and he's got his hands out. <laughs> yeah. like, I do that every night when I'm doing prop bets. That's Sam Howell because I don't think he's being drafted in the first round. Like I think there's a there's a higher probability that Desmond Ritter's drafted ahead of Sam Howell. And if you're taking him in the first round as QB4 and you pass up George Pickens, Olave, Watson, Dotson, Zamir White, I, I think you're gonna be I think you're gonna be real sad. Uh, come come April twenty seventh, whenever the whenever the first round is, because I don't think he's gonna be a first round pick, man. I think um, th- like all the smoke around him is he's lucky to be a top sixty four pick. Take that with, for what you want, um, but it's not looking good for one Sam Howell in his draft prospectus right now. We'll see the feedback that he gets after his pro day, but anything standing out here, I still think Sky Moore is kind of low. Jahan Dotson, yep. wide receiver eight. You're taking Watson. Olave Pickens over Jahan Dotson could be a steal, man, in rookie drafts, Jahan Dotson. Yeah. Yeah, we did get a super chat from uh, this guy, Josh Jones. He's asking about his draft picks, right? So he's got three first round picks and six seconds. And he's asking, should he try to consolidate these seconds into first? I'm kind of indifferent on that. I don't think I necessarily would be doing that. It depends on where they're at, though. We've discussed how we like the first, what is it, first 20 picks or so, first 18 mm, picks first in the in the rookie drafts. First 10. It's you get, can, getting if, slimmer, yeah. getting a little bit slimmer as we go along. But, if you, again, I mean, with six you seconds, can do that, but I wouldn't probably worry about it. I probably I mean, wouldn't, with, honestly. I mean, it depends on where those first are, right? Like, if you were, if if you could guarantee yourself a Brees or a Walker or a Wilson or a London or a Burks, then go for it, man. But six seconds, I mean, you're looking at the data right here, right? If you walked away with, you know, three of the top ten guys and then you got Watson and Dotson and Zamir and Brian Robinson, like, you'd be fine, you know? Um yeah, yeah, he's saying he's got two one to two four. I think that's a great spot to be. And then you got two seven and two eight. Maybe yeah, you try and bump those first up. Yeah, but I yeah, think yeah. that two one to two four is a great spot to be in. Yeah, you're good, baby. Just hold tight, Josh. You're gonna be good because you'll load up on all these guys. You could just walk away with Pickens, Olave, Dotson, Watson. Like you're good, man. And and and, and if you could package that up to get to one on one to grab Brees Hall. Man, you fucking do it. Brees Hall's a locked and loaded top 10 dynasty running back asset right now, and I'm being conservative. So if you've got a shot to go up and get Brees Hall, go do it, man. Brees Hall no matter what. Brees Hall no matter what. And I saw somebody in the chat ask, Austin asked, who will be your RB4 if that happens, right? So the good thing about the model that we are building is I have no control over the movement after the draft. We'll put the numbers in, and then the system will do its thing. And then the model will tell me who is RB4. But based on the film grades, if that happens, uh, I think on the numbers, Zamir White would bump up uh, to that RB4. Yeah, Zeus White probably would for sure. I don't – the draft capital will tell me. And it's not going to be subjective and me just putting stuff in. Like, it will spit the number out for me. So the the model will handle all of that. But I think Zamir White would end up bumping up. And I do think he's going to be a day two pick. Um, what else do we have? In, anything else in anybody like later? I do think Antoine Pierce is probably somebody we should have on the radar, Jay. A lot of buzz yeah. about him at that size with that type of athleticism, getting a shot maybe in day two, you know, mid to late third round pick for uh, for our, our, our white homeboy Antoine. 
Um, I think he he could be a big riser um, after the NFL draft. I know a lot of people on Greg Dolchitz right now, tight end four, coming off the board after likely Watermeyer and McBride. You know, if, if I got to draft Trey McBride damn near at the back of the second and I can get Dolchitz in the fourth, uh, sign me up for that. I love that a lot. Uh, completely out on Abram Smith. Uh, Hassan Haskins, we'll see how that plays out. But anything that you're looking at in the ADP as far as trend changes, Pierre Strong starting to move up a little bit, RB14, that 4-3 speed out of South Dakota. We're seeing him rise, McBride going up, Sky Moore, Amir White, Jahan, you know, Ritter making a little bit of a push. Anything kind of trend changes for you? I think this is – the reality is I think this is pretty much locked in, man. At this point, I think these top kind of 10 guys, top 12 guys in some order – is pretty much what your rookie draft is going to be. Like, I, I don't even know how useful these exercises are moving forward. And I'm asking you, like, how useful is this move? Like, we know this is going to be the top 10, bro. Like, yeah, these are, are going to be sure. like, like, change the order, right? All right, I don't like Traylon at, at three. All right, we'll move Corral up, move Traylon down, move Spiller up one, move Pickett down one, get Sam Howell out, move Jahan Dotson up. Like, essentially, this is what it's going to be, right? Yeah, I think your top 15 is basically locked in at this point. And so you're just trying to figure out who should we be taking in the second rounds and third rounds and kind of how does that order check out? Because you can see here what you're at basically 13 picks and there's one mover and it's Isaiah Spiller. He's going down a little bit. Everyone else has kind of fallen yeah. within their averages. And then you go to the second round, tons of movement, tons of guys going up, tons of guys going down. It just depends, right? Um, you asked me before, who's the guy I'm still kind of targeting? I still think John Mechie is a guy that I would be targeting in rookie drafts. I still think that there's a chance he's a second or third round pick, at which point he's probably going higher than a lot of some of these other guys that are questionable and in the same type of spot. You know, I get he's got the ACL injury, but he was also highly productive. And so if he gets drafted as a second or third round pick to be that slot receiver, we know he's got the speed to play in the NFL, obviously coming out of Alabama, so he's well coached. And I think there will be a team who will take a shot on him Again, pending draft capital, but I could see him being a riser and a guy I've been talking about for what seems like forever. I'm a little surprised to see Jerome Ford slipping a little bit. I know he wasn't quite as fast as we hoped. He didn't look quite as good in the drills as we hoped, but I still think there's a chance that someone will take a shot on him late. And if he gets into a spot that makes sense, that's what we're looking for. You look at someone like Tyler Algier, he's probably going to end up a plotter's backup somewhere in the NFL, at which point you might draft him in the fourth, right? So from that standpoint, if they're around the same value, you're looking at a James Cook, you're looking at Tyler Algier, you're looking at Jerome Ford. Take the complimentary back with a path to playing time over a plotter who will probably be somebody's backup in the NFL. That's just how it shakes out. Um, And then I'm looking at, I'm curious where you're at with Wandell Robinson, right? Because Mm. in the second, we hated him. We're like, we can't do it. But if Mm -hmm. he goes in the third and the situation is okay i think maybe there's a chance i'd take him but i'm i'm fearful that we see a 2-2 atwell type situation where a team goes and takes him you know mid second and then his value goes back in the second round and you're like okay we just we can't do that we don't need another andy isabella we don't need rondell moore we don't need 2-2 atwell we don't need these small guys in the second round third round though i think i might be in i think i might be willing to take the shot yeah, I'm just uh, I'm looking on Twitter to see if there's any news before we get out of here. And I just learned that the Cowboys lost offensive lineman Connor Williams. So, hell of a day uh, as a Dallas fan. Um, yeah, Wondell Robinson. I mean, he's little, man. He's a little wide receiver. And I'm just kind of not in on those guys, Jay. 
too much anymore. We'll see where he gets drafted. And in the third round, I have no problem taking a shot on him. But the way that I dynasty in the uh, in the third and fourth rounds, I'm taking shots on running backs. I need those guys that as soon as they get a chance to start, you can flip them and make a lot. So uh, where do we access the chart you made? It's in Notion, James. You got to go to the ADP data tab, and then you can pull it up. So go into the uh, database uh, un- in the, under the Analytics Hub tab, 2022 ADP data. Boom, you could look at it for single quarterback and super flex. All right, I think that, uh, th- see, this is this is why, this is why I don't like y'all sometimes. You know, love seeing Cowboys fans suffer. Uh, who that? <laughs> uh, get the hell out of here. But yes, Connor Williams to Miami. Uh, this is, this has been a rough week uh, as, as a Cowboy fan. Um don't really know what to say at this point, Jay. I am I am out of ideas. My my spirit is a tad bit broken, like uh, Batman in the Dark Knight when he got put in that hole with Bane. Yeah, my spirit's a little bit broken. Well, Dark Knight was with the Joker, but you know, well, yeah, J- Bane was in that. Dark one. Knight Rises. Yeah, Dark Knight Rises. I'm I'm in that fucking hole, man. I don't I don't really know what to say. <laughs> um, anyways, go ahead and go ahead and get us out of here. What else? What do we got going on next week, Jay? Do we even know? Do we have any clue? No, we don't. But I think we finally need to do our, our, our official rookie mock draft. We need to break down someone's mock. It's funny. This week, yeah. I really wanted to break down MJD's mock because I guess he released one. <laughs> M- Maurice Jones-Drew? <laughs> Maurice Jones-Drew released a mock it was terrible, over the weekend. It? It I didn't even, terrible, I didn't even look at it, but I really wanted to break it down just for fun. He'd probably have four running backs in the first round. He's, again, personality whatever it is what it is but i think we hopefully can get one maybe jordan reed will drop one mcshay kuiper whoever um maybe even we can go draft network who knows but i'm excited man i'm excited i'll be going out later so i'll be having some fun so you may not see me in the discord but i'll be back to break down the nba i have no clue what you do for a living because you're out every day you're out every day i'm out a lot it's, I enjoy myself. Them Canadian streets are myself. hot with Jay Rich. Hot with Jay Rich. He got his beard back, filling himself. I was telling um, I was telling people on Twitter, himself. I'm trying to become the king of fantasy football in Canada. I'm trying to find a way to make it happen. I don't know how many people I have to pass. I think Mayo is probably my biggest hurdle. And yeah, that's, that's going to be we a gotta, tough we one We got a ways to, to go before we catch up on Mayo Media Network. We'll see what we can do. Jay put... <laughs> Jasmine said Jay pushing P it. in the Canadian streets. He is. He definitely is pushing P. Uh, Jay falling into some. Hey, no, 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 no. This, this is a taken whoa, man. Whoa, whoa, Andrew. Is, whoa. Andrew. Whoa, Andrew. Andrew. Don't get. Whoa. Don't have. Don't get me in trouble uh, now. Don't get, don't get me in trouble. Don't get me in trouble. But nah, man, look, we appreciate y'all tapping in every morning. We're going we gonna to Frank Lucas this shit and make Jay the king of, king of can, 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 I was going to say Canada, the king of Canada. <laughs> Frank Lucas down here with the fantasy work. We got that blue magic. We love y'all. Hit the subscribe button. Like the content. We'll see what other madness happens in the NFL over the weekend. Y'all be blessed. Be safe. Protect yourselves. We'll be back on Monday. Wake y'all ass up with your boy Ray. We out. Peace.